At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is VSIN Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. And welcome to a special edition of VEASAN Tonight, the bracket betting edition. Of course, the normal stars of VEASAN Tonight are with me, Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. Going to have Johnny Avello here in just one second. Daniel Alvari is going to join us as well to help break down the women's bracket. Gentlemen, it's going to be a wild three hours here. We're going to break down every single game in the big dance. But before we do that, let's bring in, whenever you have a, a gambling Hall of Famer, on the show. You have to bring in Johnny Avello, of course, with DraftKings. Johnny, let's get right to it and what the books are looking at here. I, I know every year it gets bigger out here in Las Vegas. What is the sense of this year? Because I get the feeling that the favorites, normally you're probably going to take a lot of action on the favorites. Do you think some longer shots are, are going to see more action this year with the tournament feeling more wide open than ever before? You know, it's for me, it's a little bit different. When I worked in the retail environment, it, it seemed like we took a lot of chalk money. Of course, there were some that took took a chance with some of the dogs, uh, you know, because of the <clears throat> hype out there, how well the dogs do in the first round or so. On the digital environment, though, we have a lot of a lot of our players taking shots at dogs early. Um, yesterday, when we first opened the numbers, they went up a little. It seemed to be more favorite action, but today. Second day of wagering, it's it's all underdog action. And so I think that trend will continue from what, what I see on our platform. Um, you know, every week in the NFL, every week in college basketball, we have people taking shots at money line pluses and trying to get more back for what they're putting up. Johnny, uh, can you, um, I guess, single out some of the teams that have been most popular with the uh, betters up to this point? Yeah, um, you know, there's some games that I notice have moved quite a bit. Uh, Louisiana against Tennessee. We opened up Tennessee 14. That line's down to 10 and a half. Now, there's some reasons. For, you know, Louisiana didn't play any quality teams this year, but Tennessee has really played poorly down the stretch, and, you know, they have their guard, uh, Ziegler, out. So, um, you know, that's the reason for that move. Another one was Kansas Open. 23 and a half. We were higher on the first tick yesterday. Now we're down to 20 and a half. Um, you know, and Howard hasn't been in a tournament for like 30 years. So, uh, but you know, that's dogs do get played. Uh, like I said, on our network and that's what we're, um, we're seeing mostly except for the short favorites. Some of the short favorites are getting played. 
John, in terms of a futures liability that not only you have throughout the season, but maybe what you've taken since the draw has come out, where do you guys stand in terms of uh, teams that might hit you a little bit if they win at all? Well, Houston's going to ding us west a little bit. Um, you know, we took a big pop on them, million dollars to win nine million back uh, quite a few months ago. Now we've gotten off that zone, but it's still lingering. UCLA has been taking money. Duke for the past month, I would say Duke's probably the team that's taken uh, more action than any other team over the past three or four weeks. And then UConn was also one, uh, but we've kind of in a spot right now where we don't get hurt too bad with them. Um, but we took some really good plays uh, between yesterday and today. Virginia, 10K to win 550,000. Uh, UCLA, 10K to win 120K. Baylor, 10K to win 220,000. And Marquette, um, 15K to win 375,000. So, you know, they're still betting the futures. that They will continue to do so over the next uh, three weeks. All right, Johnny, uh, buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride, as it always is, each and every March. I know you guys are going to be busy at DraftKings. Enjoy the March Madness as it begins in earnest tomorrow night. And, gentlemen, that's where I really want to start here because, again, we're going to have the first four. We're going to have those playing games, if you will, with the 16s uh, doing battle here with Southeast Missouri State against Texas A&M, against uh, Corpus Christi here. So, Matt, let me start off with you. The battle of 16s. We're, we're, you know, we've seen a 16 beat a one now. I don't know if either one of these two teams would have that uh, opportunity. Whoever moves on, how do you see this one playing out? Southeast Missouri State out of the Ohio Valley. A conference is down this year. The Red Hawks have two good guards, Philip Russell and Chris Harris. Uh, I think they can hang in this game. I've got Texas Corpus, A&M Corpus Christi, a point and a half better. 13-1 in the past 14 games. Islanders were in this uh, tournament last year. They lost by nine to Texas Southern in the play-in. Uh, I'm going to take the points here with uh, Southeast Missouri. And State, I know, Wes, I'm sure that Alabama isn't necessarily fearful of either one of these 16s, but how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, I, I have Corpus Christi actually a little bit higher at about three and a half. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait and see if uh, maybe they get behind a little bit early and then try to take this in game. Uh, nothing pre-flop for me. I think Texas A&M Corpus Christi advances. Uh, they were the better team. They were the best team in the Southland Conference. Steve Lutz is the head coach, uh, former Matt Painter assistant mm -hmm. at Purdue. So if you've watched Purdue, you know what they like to run. A lot of motion, a lot of man-to-man -man defense. If this comes down to foul shooting, by the way, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, the best foul shooting team in the NCAA tournament, Ooh. 80%. Okay, and very quickly, and Wes, I heard you mention this this morning with Gil. Traditionally, you've seen these 16s against ones. These numbers have come down, right? Mm -hmm. They used to be 30, 35-point oh, spreads, yeah. and now you're seeing inside of 20. Yeah, exactly, and, and I think that just shows you not only the parity in college basketball. Part of it is to the early entry for a lot of the blue bloods. Uh, they don't keep kids four years anymore, and also the fact that the NIL – allows, you know, teams mm. to keep different guys. Maybe not so much at this lower major level that we're seeing in this game, but yeah, you don't see it anymore. The first time I ever came out to Las Vegas was the late 90s, and I think it was Kansas against like Florida A&M or somebody from Miac and they were laying like 35 Ooh. and a half. You don't see that anymore. Duke one time laid I think 46 to Florida A&M and one by 41 didn't cover. So, you don't see a lot of these big spreads that you will like in the women's tournament, you'll see right. 35, 40 plus, but you just don't see that in the men's tournament anymore. And Matt, do you think that that is be a, a true sign of parity? Really, that, that we're seeing the odds now, again, come down by 10 points or more from the 30, 35 days inside of 20? Yeah, that's a long discussion, but I'll put it this way. The top teams in college basketball are not as dominant as they used to be. You don't mm -hmm. have player, You don't have the stars sticking around for three, four years like you used to, Dave. And uh, I think that's a big, big reason why the teams at the bottom of the field are closer to the teams at the top. All right, let's get to the other game on Tuesday. That will be Pittsburgh, the battle of 11 seeds here. Pittsburgh against Mississippi State, and obviously uh, the winner will play Iowa State in the Midwest region. This one feels like a pretty intriguing matchup. Uh, Wes, let me start off with you. How do you see the uh, Panthers against the Bulldogs? Yeah, these are two teams that come off blowouts in the conference tournament. Duke ran Pittsburgh 96-69. Mississippi State got obliterated by Alabama on Friday afternoon. Couldn't hit a shot, 72-49. When you look at Pitt... They had two chances, guys, to win the ACC outright. Lost at Notre Dame in Mike Bray's finale in South Bend and then lost to Miami in the season finale. So 
you wonder if they can recover from that a little bit. And then Mississippi State, when you look at these guys, they like to shoot from the two because they can't shoot the three. They are dead last in all of college basketball in three-point shooting, 26.6%. So they like to get it to the rim with Tolu Smith, uh, their big seven-footer. Best defense, though, or one of the best defenses in the country, six in adjusted defensive efficiency. So when in doubt, when you have a game that's kind of a coin flip game like this one, I go with a better defensive team. I like Mississippi State to advance. Yeah, but the three-point shooting is going to be a, a problem. Also, this game being in Dayton, I think it was more suitable for Pittsburgh. Mm. I think you'd have more fans from Pittsburgh making the trip over to Dayton for this game. Uh, similar to the other Southeast Missouri, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi game we talked about. I don't have a strong opinion on this, but I would play the dog here. I'd take the points with Pitt. All right, let's go to the other 16 and 16. That's Fairleigh Dickinson. FDU are going to take on uh, Texas Southern here. This will be Wednesday at 6.40 p.m. Eastern time. The winner to get number one Purdue in that region. Uh, Matt, how do you see this one uh, playing out for the battle of 16s? Fairleigh Dickinson's the lowest rated team in the field. Ooh. And uh, that's why I, I played Texas Southern here minus two. And it's not like... Uh, Texas Southern is some kind of juggernaut, Dave. That's not that's not the case. But facing the weakest team in the field, I think, is a break for the SWAC champs. And Texas Southern's been here before. Like I mentioned last year, uh, beat Texas A&M Corpus Christi 76-67 in this game. Played a tougher non-conference schedule. I'm a little bit surprised this number is not a tick or two higher. Hmm. Uh, but I laid two with the Tigers of Texas Southern. Yeah, deaf taxes in Texas Southern going to Dayton here in the NCAA <laughs> tournament. Uh, two years in a row would have been three uh, if not for the COVID year 2021 where they had to play in Assembly Hall. But this is a team that is used to this spot in Texas Southern. And the fact that they are below 500, the only team below 500 in the NCAA tournament in the field of 68, and they're laying points. I think that tells you the market likes who they like, and they like Texas Southern, and so do I. All right, the other 11 versus 11, Nevada against Arizona State. The winner gets the Horned Frogs of TCU. That'll be a Wednesday 9, 10 p.m. Eastern game here. Matt, what about Nevada? I think a lot of people go, oh, well, they, they weren't playing maybe their best basketball down the stretch. No, they lost three straight and backed into the tournament. Lost to Wyoming, UNLV, and San Jose State. Three teams not in the field, and that's why we didn't think the Wolfpack would make this 68-team tournament. Now, sometimes when the team a team gets in and people complain, oh, mm -hmm. they shouldn't be in the tournament, that might be a team you want to back. Well, not here. I played Arizona State <laughs> minus one. You got two players who transferred from Nevada to Arizona State, Desmond Cambridge, Warren Washington. A lot of good storylines in this game. Uh, I'm going to go with Bobby Hurley's team. Sun Devils have been in this spot before in Dayton, and I think they're in better form right now. ASU minus one is my play. Dave, uh, don't turn your back on the Wolfpack, <laughs> as they say, and I'm not. I'm going to back the Wolfpack here because I like to back the team, and if there was one team here where I think a lot of people are like, well, how the hell did they get in? Right. I think it was Nevada, even though I didn't have a problem with them getting in over Rutgers based on Rutgers' weak strength of schedule, but – I like Nevada. I think that they get a reprieve. You know, they got ousted in the first round of the Mountain West Tournament by San Jose State. They get a second chance here, and I think that they're going to take advantage of it. Give me Steve Alford and the Wolfpack. All right, that is the first games that we'll see, the first four on Tuesday. When we come back, let's take a look at those 1 versus 16 matchups, the way we see them right now, and see if maybe some of these dogs can actually at least cover, which has been a pretty good trend as in recent times would have it here in the NCAA tournament. Just getting it started, a special edition of VEASAN tonight. Back in a moment. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This special edition of Eason Tonight is presented by the one and only nicotine pouch that have helped millions achieve lasting change, Zinn Nicotine Pouches. What makes Zinn so special? Well, it's made up with six simple ingredients, offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction. It is available in 10 flavored and unflavored varieties in two strengths. Plus, Zinn is the only nicotine pouch that offers a risk-free trial and a robust rewards program. So whether you're trying to make a change before or you're just getting started, Zinn's got something to make change feel like a really bit easier this time around. If you're a smoker or a dipper looking to make a change, you know there are a lot of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there is only one Zen. So find your Zen online or in a store near you at Zen.com forward slash find. That's ZYN.com slash find. This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back on this special edition of VEASAN tonight, Dave Ross here alongside Wes Reynolds and Matt Humans at Circus Sportsbook. Gentlemen, let's get to the one in 16s. Now we've only seen one 16 Beat a one. Sorry, UVA. But when you lost, you came back the next year and won the national championship. Is there a possibility that one of these 16s pushes the one and at least feels like I might want to at least take the points here in this situation? Let's start off in the West with Howard, my old stomping grounds there in Washington, D.C., against Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Wes, would you consider taking the points and the bison? I would actually lean that way. And uh, Howard, by the way, uh, the best team in D.C., I think the only team from D.C. <laughs> in this year's NCAA tournament. Uh, first time since 1992 for Howard, who coincidentally enough played Kansas. We mentioned how these ones and 16s, the gaps used to be a lot wider. Lost by 33, 100 to 67 back in 1992. And then the line now is, you know, just a little bit over 20. Right. So, look, Howard is a team... If you want to bet Kansas, this is maybe a live opportunity game because I could see this where, like, Howard is up 10 minutes into the game. It's like, oh, my God, we got a one seed in danger. And then all of a sudden, water kind of finds its level. If you look at Howard, they like to get to the rim. I think they're seventh highest in rim rate per shot quality. And they also shot the three very well in conference play, 43% uh, best in the MEAC. They run a lot of Princeton motion. Kenny Blakeney, former Duke player, Mm -hmm. is the head coach at Howard. Kansas, Bill Self is going to be back. Let's see if they rest Kevin McCuller here in this 116 because they would have an 8-9 with a pretty tricky opponent <clears throat> in the uh, second round with Arkansas or Illinois. So Howard, uh, I would lean with them at the number getting about, you know, 22 and a half. I think that was the opener, but it's come down a little bit now to 20 and a half. Yeah, 20 and here. a half. Yeah. So, you know, people have that idea. People are hip to the 16s, I think, hmm. competing more with the ones. So, Lean to Howard, uh, not a bet yet for me, though, at all. There's a lot of 21s out there in the market. So if you want Howard, you can get 21. First trip for the Bison to the tournament since 1992, Dave. That's a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Cowboys had even I, won a Super Bowl since then. I knew that was coming. Uh, 
Cheap shot. Howard, Come on. Howard opened the season with a 32-point loss at Kentucky. But this is not a bad team. Like Wes indicated, really good three-point shooting team. When I'm looking for a dog that can cover a big number, I want a team that can shoot the three. And the Bison can do that. Elijah Hawkins, a sophomore guard, shoots 47% from three. Uh, give me the points with the dog here. I think Howard can stick with a Kansas team that should be more focused on the second-round matchup. Yeah, and Kansas, by the way, coming off that uh, terrible loss in the Big 12 final loss by 20 to Texas, but they do get their head coach back, as Wes talked about. Let's go to the other number one seed. This would be Houston taking on number 16, uh, Northern Kentucky. Now, Marcus Sasser, we don't know about his availability. As of yet, we assume he might be able to go again didn't play in the final, and it really showed against Memphis. Now they're going to lay 19 and a half. Matt, let me start off with you on this one. How concerned would you be if you're a Houston backer and you need your best player, you would think, to cover big numbers? Yeah, Kelvin Sampson said that Marcus Sasser should be 100% by Thursday, but do you hold him out of this game anyway? Mm. You're not going to need him against Northern Kentucky, and I think that's a, the hesitation you would uh, have here if you're going to lay the points because the Cougars did not look very good Sunday against Memphis without Sasser. Out there. I'm going to look under the total in this one. It's a low total, 123. The Norse, out of the Horizon League, allow 63.6 points per game. I think this is going to be an ugly, low-scoring game. Wes, no reason for Houston to uh, keep the pedal down when they get up big. Uh, but I, I really don't have any interest in the dog. I'm just going to play this under. Yeah, when you look at the style standpoint here, Northern Kentucky, the Norse, third time they've appeared in about six years in the NCAA tournament, they run a lot of zone. But the thing about running a lot of zone, yeah, you can slow the game down, but you're going to give up a ton of offensive rebounds. Houston, by the way, number four in the country in terms of offensive rebound percentage at 37.1%. I don't know how Northern Kentucky is going to score uh, very much here, basically, with the slow tempo. And plus, as good as Houston is, you know, overloading on the ball side on defense. So... I think Houston, if they're interested, they can cover the number, but how interested are they going to be? Do you rest Marcus Sasser? Maybe give him a few minutes just to get him back playing, mm. but don't you know stress him for 100% because you got an 8-9 opponent in the next round with Iowa and Auburn. Hey, Dave, I'll add one thing to this. Number one seeds went 1-10 and 10 against the spread in the first three rounds last year. Who? Not good. What's a Norse? I have no idea. Uh, number two, Arizona against number 15, Princeton. Now, I wonder, Wes Reynolds, is this still your father's Princeton offense? I mean, it feels like they're a little bit more uh, fast, faster paced than they were back in the day. Could that pose problems going up against an Arizona team that we know likes to get up and down? It, it very much could be. But Princeton, look, they like to shoot the three. Yeah. 35, uh, 35th in the country in terms of highest three-point rate, also 10th in terms of offensive turnover rate. So they don't give the ball away. They play very smart. They don't foul a lot on defense, and they and they rebound and don't give up a lot of offensive rebounds. The problem is now you're playing against Umar Balo and, and Tubelis as well, so you're playing against a couple big guys that can absolutely get offensive rebounds. Uh, I just think that the size and the pace eventually is going to be hard for Princeton really to keep up. I think Princeton like hangs in early, hmm. maybe even hangs in in the first half. And then eventually this gets away from them. Uh, I'd be looking at the over here at 154, 154 and a half. I like to dog a little bit here talking about the Princeton Tigers. And I think uh, when you look at Arizona, the Wildcats going to be a matchup problem for a lot of teams they face in the tournament because Tubelis who's 6'11", Balo, who's a seven-footer, and Wes mentioned that last year the Ivy League champ was Yale, faced Purdue, and got pounded by the size advantage of the Boilermakers. I think a similar thing could happen here. But Arizona, I think, is a little bit too soft, hmm. and their guards are too erratic. And they're coming off an emotional Pac-12 tournament uh, championship against UCLA. That game meant everything to Arizona. A bit of a letdown spot. I'm going to play the dog here, but also when you play the dog, you have the option Maybe play a half unit in the first half and a half unit for the game in case the game gets out of control in the second half. You know, I think Princeton has a better shot to stick close to Arizona in the first half. All right. I think you guys are both leaning towards maybe some in-game possibilities there as well. Another two would be Shaka and Marquette. Used to coach my alma mater, VCU, all the way to a Final Four back in the day. Now against Vermont. And we know the Catamounts, uh, good history, if you remember what they did to Syracuse many moons ago. So, Matt, let me start with you here. Could there be another 15-2 upset brewing here with the Catamounts? Well, I like Vermont. I think this is a team, when you're looking for Cinderella's, Vermont's one of those teams that could do it. I don't think this is Vermont team is as good as some of the past additions made the tournament. The Catamounts won 23 games. They start four guards. 
They shoot a lot of threes. They got two players, Dylan Penn and Finn Sullivan, who uh, are capable, I think, of uh, keeping them in the game here against Marquette. This is another spot where I think it could get away from the dog in the second half. But again, Marquette's coming off a, a Big East tournament title uh, win, and you see a lot of times the teams that come off these Power 5 tournament title wins, they're a little bit flat in the opening game of the tournament. Uh, so based on that, give me the points with the Catamounts. I actually did bet Vermont a little bit at 12 and some 11 and a half. This is a team that doesn't turn the ball over very much, ninth best in the country, 14.2%. Also shoot very well at the rim, 55.5%. So... I think Marquette could be a little bit flat here, maybe taking these guys lightly. And Marquette has kind of done that in Big East competition, not covering against the Patsies of the league. Uh, very quickly, gentlemen, let's sneak one more in here. Let's get to Texas, number two, uh, Shaka's old team there. Uh, but a lot uh, better days right now, it feels like, for Texas, despite the issues at head coach. And now they're going to take on the number 15th-ranked uh, Colgate team coming in here. Huge uh, underdog spot here for Colgate. Wes, any chance for a live dog scenario, at least taking the points? I want to think so. I think Matt and I are going to be opposite on this one, though. I mean, I like what Colgate runs, that screen, ball screen motion offense, but I just think Texas has way too much athleticism for these guys, and maybe they're out to prove a point, especially Rodney Terry, that he should have that head coaching job in Austin. Yeah, I think Texas proved its point against Kansas, and uh, <laughs> I think Colgate could be live to cover this number. I took 14 here. This is one of my better bets. After crushing Kansas in the Big 12 tournament, uh, Texas does appear to be in peak form. I don't think you can overlook the Patriot League champs here. Colgate's 20-1 and in its past 21 games, making its fourth consecutive NCAA trip. And the Raiders hung tough in the previous trips against Wisconsin, Arkansas, and Tennessee. Uh, they got five double-figure scorers who all shoot the three. They can sp spread the floor. Give me the points. Give me the 14 with uh, Colgate. So it, uh, Donald Foyle is not playing for Colgate in this game. Is that correct? Just, that is correct. Just just check. They, they could use him, though, I think, against the Longhorns. Remember when they beat Syracuse about two decades ago. All right, when we come back, let's continue in the south here. We'll keep marching on until we get through the entire brackets, every single game of every single bracket. Come on back. A special edition of VEASAN tonight. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. You can win up to 10K in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet River Squares this basketball season. Place a qualifying bet, you're going to get a square on the house. If your numbers on the square match the final score of the game, you're going to win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonuses, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at BetRiverSquares.com. Rolling on this special edition of Easton tonight. Let's get back to the West number two UCLA against number 15 UNC Asheville. Again, a big spread, as you would imagine. UCLA, a little bit banged up, Matt Humans. Mm -hmm. So don't know about the, uh, the, the problems if it's going to be without two starters. Maybe not a problem in this first-round matchup against two first uh, 15. Well, it could be a problem if you want the Bruins to cover the spread. I'm going to go with the Bulldogs here. I'll take the points. And uh, right now, 18 uh, at a bunch of places. Drew Pember. 6'10 senior, 21.2 points a game, 9.4 rebounds, big South player of the year. Pember attempted and made more free throws than any other player in Ooh. the country. 262 of 314 at the line, 83%. Tyjon Jones, a senior guard, 15 points, 45% from three, 98 made threes in 34 games. This Asheville team can score, and they can hang within this number against a shorthanded UCLA team. Uh, I'll take the points with the Bulldogs. This would be a split first half in game for me, plus 10.5 in the first half, plus 18 on Asheville for everything that Matt said. Adem Bona, Mick Cronin said he might be available for this game. Mm -hmm. We know, of course, Jaden Clark is not going to be, but Pember, they can use him all over the floor. He shoots threes, he gets to the rim. And UCLA, sometimes they don't blow out these lesser teams. You kind of saw that a little bit in the non-conference. All right, well, we got through the 1-16s and, and the two first 15s. Let's get to the meet here in the South and what really feels like an intriguing matchup, a border war, 8-9 matchup in the South between Maryland and West Virginia. So, Wes Reynolds, is it going to be Morgantown with those muskets or will it be the Terrapins 
rolling on. Maryland is about the most erratic team in the country. When you look at Eric Haslam, guest on this network at Haslam Metrics, it ranks them as the most inconsistent team in the country. Number 363 at wow. 363. This is a team we know that does not win on the road very much. They won one Big Ten game away from home, and that was against the worst team in the conference, Minnesota. So, you know, West Virginia, I think uh, it, it's going to be probably a very low-scoring game, uh, you know, because it's the early game, too. I think it's the first game of the first session mm -hmm. on Thursday. It is. So I think that there's going to be a lot of nerves here. I lean West Virginia on the side, but the angle that I think uh, betters ought to look at, first half under. Because I think being the first game, you're going to see nerves. Mm -hmm. You're already seeing it get bet down a little bit. I still like it a little bit at 64 and a half. It opened at 65 and a half. I like unders and underdogs, Dave. And <laughs> I'm going to play this one under the total. I think both, like uh, Wes said, you're going to see this game get off to a slow start. Both these teams erratic offensively. My power ratings come out to West Virginia minus two. That's the number. So I don't see an edge here with the side. I can't find a situational advantage. Uh, let's play this under, and we've seen the under move down about two points from the opener. Yeah, I think you guys are spot on. Certainly that first game really on Thursday to kick off March Madness could be a little bit of tension and uh, good defenses as well. Let's get to the 5-12 matchup in the South region, San Diego State against Charleston here. And, Matt, again, we see it every year. It feels like a 5 beats a 12 is clearly we're going to possibly have – I know it's going to be a trendy underdog pick. Is this the 5 that you identify as possibly in trouble? No, I think San Diego State's going to find a way to survive here. Five and a half is uh, a fair number. That's about what my power rating comes out to for the game. Charles, I'm not sure how good Charleston is. The 31-3 and three record is impressive. Pat Kelsey's a good coach of the Cougars. They have five double-figure scorers, three seniors, two sophomores. So this kind of fits the mold of a, a team you think could pull an upset. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go opposite of what I usually do here. I think San Diego State's too good defensively, got mm. too many athletes, too long. Going to be a step up in class here for Charleston. I'm going to say San Diego State gets the winning cover. The uh, Mountain West, by the way, 0-4 last year in the first round, 1-11 in the first round since 2016. Mm -hmm. That's baked in here. I think the Mountain West actually was a much better league this year than it's been in previous years. And I like the Aztecs as well because if you watch Charleston, they're a team that likes to get out and transition. They're fifth in transition rate in the entire country. But you're against the San Diego State defense that leads the nation in terms of transition rate around only 19.8%. So they're going to have trouble, I think, against this Aztecs defense. Uh, Brian Dutcher has positions one through five. They switch everything. So you have a lot of guys that are long and rangy and can guard multiple positions. That's kind of a staple of the San Diego State program. And... I think the way to beat San Diego State defensively is to run a lot of pick and roll, kind of like New Mexico. That's the blueprint that uh, Boise State followed late in the season. Charleston doesn't really run a lot of pick and roll, and they take a lot of threes, but if you look at the percentage, they're like 210th in the country mm. in three-point percentage, even though they take the ninth most, ninth in three-point rate. So Charleston played in that CAA, the Colonial, where you got some weaker defenses and you got some defenses that'll run a little bit more against you. San Diego State, really athletic defensively. I think they're going to be able to shut these guys down and uh, I would be laying it with the Aztecs. All right, Steve Fisher to Brian Dutcher, and they keep rolling there with San Diego State. Let's get to the 4-13 matchup, and I know I could just tell the way the numbers moved early. Feels like Furman is live against Virginia. Now, again, Virginia came up short against Duke in that ACC final. So, Wes, let me start off with you there. Virginia, sometimes it seems like early outs, or they can go all the way to the national final here. What do you make of Virginia this year? Yeah, this is one of the first games I actually bet, and I do like Furman here. And it got put in the early window on Thursday, and I don't want to be conspiracy theory, but I think that the networks, they love to have an upset in that first window, you know, to advertise, oh, it's the madness, baby. You know, <laughs> we've got a big upset, and we've got a big-name team going out, namely Virginia. And I think Furman absolutely could take them out here. This is a senior-laden team. They got two uh, fifth-year seniors in this program. Jalen Slauson, who is the SoCon Player of the Year, and Mike Bothwell. And this is a team, Furman, that's always been knocked out in, like, the SoCon Tournament Final that wins 24, 25 games. Haven't been to the NCAA Tournament. Bob Ritchie finally gets them there in the sixth season. Also won a share of the regular season title. Virginia, you know what Tony Bennett runs. They yep. run that pack line defense, you know, which is protect the rim at all costs and allow you to shoot threes. 
Furman, 13th highest uh, rate in the nation, 46.4% of their shots are threes. They run a lot of Princeton offense as well, so you get a lot of back cuts. And I think Virginia, like you saw in the, the Duke game in the ACC tournament final, they're going to miss Ben Vanderplas, and they're going to miss his rebounding, and they're going to miss his defense. Furman, by the way, number one in the nation in two-point percentage, 59.1%. This is a recipe for upset. Paladins not only cover, but win outright. Yeah, that's one of my favorite bets, too. Furman plus five and a half. A lot of the reasons uh, Wes mentioned there. I think this is a tough matchup for Virginia because everybody who takes the four for the Paladins can shoot the three. Mm. And you have a senior guard, Mike Bothwell, who uh, needs 10 points to reach 2,000 for his career. You have all – everything fits the formula here for an upset. And, by the way, the Paladins making their first appearance in this tournament since 1980. And I think they pulled an upset. Uh, they're going to shoot the three, and they're going to shoot down the Cavs. Take the points, five and a half, a little bit on the money line with Furman. All right, yeah, I'll be uh, curious to see where that number goes before we get to tip uh, in that one on Thursday. Let's go uh, one more here in the South region for this segment. Creighton against NC State West. You said don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. What about this Wolfpack? Because, again, out early in the ACC tournament, but back in here, and now Creighton maybe a little bit, I'd say a slight disappointment in the Big East tournament. Wes, how do you see this one playing out? I am turning my back on the Wolfpack <laughs> in this one, though. I really like Creighton, and we'll get to them later. I I, I think this team is actually going to make a run, and they mm. were a disappointment because I think they were being touted a, as a potential Final Four team, and then what happened, they started out 6-0, and and then they lose six straight in December. Ryan Kalkbrenner, by the way, their big guy, did miss three of those games, to be fair, but... I think they kind of found themselves. Now, they come in off a very bad performance. They lost on Friday night in the Big East semifinals by 22 to Xavier, and they were down by actually more than that. But this is a Creighton team. They're one of 10 teams, and I'll bring this up later in the show, that if you combine the Ken Palm adjusted offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency and that that number's under 50, every national champion since 02 except for one UConn in 2014 has been under 50 so Creighton reaches that parameter they're a team that shoots the ball very well they were the best defense in the Big East NC State likes to press a lot but I think you've got really good guards here that are tough to press so I think this could get ugly actually for NC State yeah sometimes when a team's off a bad performance in a conference tournament that could be a good thing and I think it could be a good thing for the Blue Jays here I like this uh Creighton team to actually uh relatively deep in the bracket. Like Wes mentioned, the Kim Pomeroy ratings, if you look at offensive and defensive efficiency, Creighton ranks in the top 30 in both categories. And that's typically what it takes to qualify when you're looking at teams that can win a national championship. NC State blown out by Clemson twice late in the season. Um, this is one of the rare favorites I like on the board. I like Creighton. Uh, very quickly, gentlemen, before we uh, take a commercial break here, Matt, when you look at Creighton overall and, and you say, well, okay, I think they can make a deep run. We'll get your official predictions here to come out of the South. What is it? Was it just the injuries? Is that why there was inconsistency there with Creighton? Or is this now? Early in the season? Yeah. Oh, Creighton, had, Creighton was right riddled yeah. by injuries, and that's why the Blue Jays got off track. But, you know, they got on track again after uh, the, the first of the year and uh, I think we're more of the team we expected to see in the preseason. And you're incorporating a new transfer, Baylor Shireman, transferred from South Dakota State, who made the tournament last year. So you got to incorporate him in the offense. So sometimes you work through those things early in the season. And maybe those injuries help you out now. You get uh, some different guys in that rotation now. So maybe this is the best version of Creighton uh, to come. All right, when we come back, your official picks in the South as we finish up that bracket next here on VEASAN Tonight. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year for just $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket, betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the big dance. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, picks on every single tournament game from our experts like the GOAT himself, Brent Musburger, and Greg Hoops. Peterson. Sign up today, get the betting guides plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tourney for just $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Rolling along this special edition of VEASAN tonight, Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. Gentlemen, I am fascinated when I look at the 3-14 matchup, not so much for the 14 UC Santa Barbara, but Baylor because I don't know what to make of the Baylor Bears, either in this game or long term. Matt Humans, are you a believer? Because I they played in the best conference in the Big 12, but they feel like the team that nobody talks about because we all talk about Kansas and Texas. What do you make of Baylor? Well, you're not talking about Baylor because they got blown out by Iowa State and uh, <laughs> beaten by the Cyclones twice late in the season and did not play well. You're talking about a team that's stumbling into the tournament. That's the Bears. And they've got one of the best backcourts in the yeah. country, which really surprised me that they played this poorly uh, late in the season. I'm not sure if they can get it back together. But this first-round matchup against UC Santa Barbara, I'm not crazy about the dog. I will take the points with uh, the Gauchos, even though I think Santa Barbara's had better teams. Uh, they got two good players here. A.J. Mitchell, a sophomore guard, Miles Norris, a senior forward who's 6'10". Uh, both guys, uh, Mitchell averages 16-4 and Norris 14-1. Uh, so these guys can score. They can hang with Baylor inside. We haven't seen uh, the Bears make this transformation into an elite team like uh, a lot of people, a lot of the prognosticators thought was going to happen, I think, in the last uh, six weeks when they got fully healthy. This is not one of my favorite plays, but I'll take the 10.5 with Santa Barbara. I actually did take the Gauchos at 11.5 in this game, uh, and it's more of a play against Baylor just based on the fact that, look, they've got three good isolation guards, Cryer, Flagler, and George, that can all score. But the one thing that this team cannot do is this team cannot defend. This has been a really disappointing team. Scott Drew has had way better mm -hmm. defensive teams. And especially they can't defend in the interior. They are 356 nationally per synergy in terms of defending at the rim. Meanwhile, UC Santa Barbara, 14th in PPP, that's points per possession, at the rim. UCSB, Matt mentioned Mitchell, who's a sophomore. He's also surrounded by four seniors. So this is a very experienced team. And this is also a UCSB team that they, they can control tempo. If you look, uh, 312th in the country out of 363 in average possession length. So they're not going to go up and down. They're going to force Baylor to play defense for 30 seconds. I think that's bad news for Baylor because they've been getting cooked at the rim. And Baylor also plays two guys that 
really can only get offense off garbage. You don't run offense for uh, Jonathan Chamwa Chachwa or Flo Famba. These are guys that, you know, they get putbacks, basically. Right. That you don't run anything for these guys. So they're very limited offensively. Langston Love, uh, their freshman wing, has been hurt. So I think the Chos are going to stay in this the game. Chose. The Chos. Wow. Great Take job them. on those pronunciations, That's Wes. fantastic. Uh, I almost the, was uh, going to say JTT because I didn't know if I could do John <laughs> Wachachwa. The, uh, the Bear, Baylor guards have been cold shooting lately, too. And uh, that's something to keep in mind. That's, the hesitation I have with Santa Barbara here is the Big West, not that great this season, even though I'm a proponent of that conference. I don't think it was real strong at the top. By the way, DraftKings' current number is 11. Mm-hmm. Every half point matters. Take it, the 11 with the gaucho. Absolutely. All right, gentlemen, I went to the uh, Utah State-UNLV game here a couple weeks ago in town, and I don't think Utah State missed a shot. Uh, I was on the wrong side of that one. Uh, what about the side here is the 10-7 against Mizzou. Wes Reynolds, let me start off with you because, again, we mentioned San Diego State, maybe a better conference. If we saw them in the final, give San Diego State all they can handle in the first half before the Aztecs beat them in the second. What do you make of Utah State? Here's the 10 against the 7 Mizzou. Yeah, there's always a couple coin flip games in the NCAA tournament, and this is certainly one of them for me. I lean Utah State, and they're a little bit more of an analytics darling than I think Missouri is really. uh, Utah State runs good stuff. They're very well coached. Uh, Ryan Odom may be moving on to a bigger job in the offseason. The son of Dave Odom, the former Wake Forest coach. So this is a team that, you know, doesn't really beat themselves. They they run really good motion. They have a lot of sets. Odom's got a deep playbook. Uh, one of the things you worry about Missouri is that they do give up, a, you know, a fair amount of offensive rebounds, even though Utah State, not the greatest of offensive rebounding team. Missouri, I thought, was a big-time overachiever this year. And credit Dennis Gates. His first year at Cleveland State uh, goes ahead and gets this team to the NCAA tournament, gets them a seven seed to boot. Very efficient offensive team, doesn't really turn the ball over very much and is fifth in turnover rate in the country. But I think Utah State will take care of the basketball better than most of those opponents. Yeah, I updated all my power ratings, and I emphasize how a team plays over the last six weeks instead of the full season. I think the last six weeks are more important. I've actually got Missouri a two-point favorite here. Now, my Ooh. numbers might be wrong, uh, but I, I agree with what was said about Ryan Odom, outstanding coach. And Utah State actually went into the uh, Mountain West Tournament a game against San Diego State, fourth in the nation in three-point shooting percentage at 40.1%. But against the Aztecs, long athletic defenders, they shot four for 24 from three. Uh, that's always going to be a problem uh, for a team that relies on the three ball so much. I like uh, Kobe Brown, Demoy Hodge. I think uh, Missouri's got superior athletic ability here. And uh, I'm going to take the two points with the Tigers. Yeah, again, one of those things where the seven is actually the underdog here, getting the two against Utah State, where the, the numbers, the seedings really don't matter much here, according to the odds makers. All right, gentlemen, it's time now, as we've kind of gone through every game so far in the South, to have you guys kind of weave your way to get to who's going to come out and represent uh, this this uh, this division, if you will, in the Final Four. Matt, let me start off with you. The, the number one seed is Alabama. Are you feeling chalky on this one? Yeah, I, I hate to be the one that eats the chalk here, but when you look at the <coughs> excuse me, number one seeds, I have the easiest path to Houston for the Final Four. Yeah, I think Alabama has got the easiest path. Uh, you can say it's Alabama, you can say it's Houston, you can argue about that, but if you look at the um, the South bracket, Arizona is the number two seed, Creighton is the number six. I think are the primary threats here for Alabama, and the tide actually match up. Uh, pretty well against those teams. I've got Alabama beating West Virginia in the second round. Furman in the Sweet 16. Wow. And Arizona in the Elite Eight. Now, I really had a problem here. I, I debated this a long time. Do I like Creighton? Do I like Arizona to come from the bottom half of that bracket? Mm-hmm. I end up going with Arizona because of Tubelis and Ballo, 6'11", 7-footers. I think they can give Creighton a lot of problems, but... That's kind of a coin flip situation. I think Bama's road to Houston is paved, uh, so I had to go with Bama. Uh, I I wanted to fade the tide. I really did. I thought there were going to be a lot of distractions surrounding Brandon Miller, Yeah, and I thought that this team would get off track. We saw the tide fail to cover four games in a row after the Brandon Miller controversy hit the news, but... Wes, I, I kind of feel like the Tide got back on track in the SEC tournament. I do, too. And uh, and I actually do have Alabama going to the Elite Eight there at the top. I think that they get by, I would say, San Diego State in the Sweet 16. San Diego State, while very good defensively, 
they do get in some scoring ruts. You get in scoring ruts against Alabama, who's long and rangy and can force turnovers and get up and down. All of a sudden, you're down 15, and that <laughs> Aztecs are not a come-from-behind team. So I like Alabama up top. And at the bottom, uh, let's just go to the Sweet 16. I have Creighton and Arizona at the bottom like Matt does. Matt actually saw these two teams play in person in the Maui Invitational Final. Mm -hmm. That game was won by Arizona, 81-79. to 79. Arizona got up 14 in the second half, and Creighton found their way back. Wow. Uh, so looking at this, uh, Creighton, I believe, hit 10 threes in that game. Arizona only hit five, but they out-rebounded Creighton, and that was basically the difference. I really like the Blue Jays here. Uh, Arizona, you know, can be a little shaky defensively. And Kirk Creasa, he was battling the shoulder yeah. injury in the Pac-12 tournament here at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. So uh, Creighton, I know that they weren't that impressive. And Arizona did just win the Pac-12 tournament against a very shorthanded UCLA team in the final. But I think if Creighton gets these guys again, maybe we're going to see the Blue Jays that I think were really good to start the season that had a lot of expectations I think these guards are getting better. You have Kalkbrenner, you have Shireman, who has some NCAA tournament experience, a very good shooter played for the South Dakota State team last year that fell short against Providence in the first round. So Alabama and Creighton is my elite eight, Woo! and I am going to say the six-seeded Creighton Blue Jays will be representing the South region in Houston. I believe 7-1 to one is what you can get right now in DraftKings uh, if you like Wes's call there of Creighton to, to get out of this region. Matt, very quickly, what, what caught my attention there is you had Furman in the Sweet 16. So not only do you have them beating Virginia, but you think they can actually win two games. Dave, I'm not going to pick the favorite to advance in every game. Yeah. yeah. I actually think that, you know, we talked a lot about the Paladins, and I think they're a dangerous team here. They can knock off Virginia, and then San Diego State's going to be on upset alert. I think Furman is the threat to be the Cinderella that makes the Sweet 16. Well, we always get one, if not two, if not more. So that feels like uh, a team certainly Virginia is going to have to watch out for in that first round coming up, but uh, Matt likes them to win two games here to get to that Sweet 16. All right, gentlemen, we're done with the South. When we come back, we're going East. We'll figure out who we like in those first-round matchups. Come on back. It is a special edition of VEASAN Tonight. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.